a wholesaler is a person that uh, uh, find deals off market usually. He's, yeah, he's spending a lot of money and time on, on off market campaigns and he presented to investors. Um, like anything else in life, you have to have a reputation and it's taking time and you have to then need to know that you're closing on deals. And once you have a reputation of someone who closes on deal, you are the first one to get their listings. And some people are getting upset on wholesalers uh, saying, oh, you know, he bought it for X amount of money and he's gonna make $15,000 profit on, on, on me. And I don't see that that way. I see, I, I wanna see how much the property costs me. I don't care if the wholesaler making Tons of money, good for him. He's working out for that. And wholesalers are very important in, in used to be at least in my single family world, that the guys work out and, and, and looking for properties, usually off market. Welcome to Real Estate Deal Closers with Annette Tali, where we focus on the deals. Our guests are real estate closers who will share in detail the whole process from finding a deal to closing it, as well as strategies and tips to help you do the same. Here is your host, Annette Tali. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Deal Closers. I am your host, Annette Tali, and my guest today is Doron Rice. Welcome, Doron. Hi, Annette. So happy to be in the show. Really excited. I am super excited. If you don't know, Doron is one of my partners in the 184-unit deal we did recently in Columbus, Ohio. So I am super excited to bring him on the show. And so he's going to share a little bit of his story, how he started one of his deals. So let's get into it. Um, so... Let me read a little bit of Doron's bio so you can get to know him. He is the founder of Rice Group LLC, and oversees the company strategic direction and leads the firm's investment and day-to-day -day management, including underwriting, closing, investors' relationship, and property management management functions. Since its inception in 2016, the company has invested in over 15 single-family residences properties in New Jersey and several apartment buildings in Indiana and Georgia. Uh, and lately, Hello. in Columbus, Ohio right. as well, right. with the 194 units that we are partners with. Doron is also involved in New York development in the New York development industry. He is the leading development project manager for a large 52-unit apartment building construction in Manhattan, New York City, aside for being passionate about of real estate. Investment and development, Doron brings invaluable architectural expertise as his game as he garners more than 18 years of professional experience designing and managing some of the world's most inspiring structures. And we share that, the two of us. Yes, We're we both do. architects with 18 years of experience. It was so funny uh, when we got into the same team. Uh, and I apologize for the long bio. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so, Doron, I want you to share with people, how did you get into real estate? So, uh, as you said, Annette, I'm, uh, I'm an architect. Um, I was for 18 years, I was a full-time architect in the large firms in, the, in New York City. And in one of my, um, my lunch breaks, uh, I went to, uh, uh, to have a lunch with a friend of mine, colleague, uh, a, a sweet, sweet person that I still uh, consider one of my best friends. And she, we always talked and she told me, hey, I just listened to a wonderful podcast called uh, Bigger Pockets. Because uh, we always talk about other things in architecture, we're trying to clear our head. And I said, oh, you know what, I listen to that. So uh, on my way to work, I listened to that. 
before that, I like everyone else, I, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. But Bigger Pockets, really, I was, I was, wow, that that's pretty awesome. And I, you know, it's, it's, I'll try it. So for a year, I, I educated myself. Um, you know, obviously being an architect, and you know, it's a very demanding job. Uh, but you know, on the commute, a little bit on the weekend, I just really educated myself. I what is underwriting? Uh, you know, how to find deals, uh, how to network. Uh, you know, try to focus where I want to find uh, um, the uh, the uh, deals and to to buy my first uh, house. So that's how I started. That's awesome. pretty much how I started. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. And so you started in small uh, single family homes, and now you have grown and you're focusing on multifamily. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I transitioned. Uh, from uh, single family houses, where I have a, still I hold them, I have a portfolio of single ha family houses. I still have, the, I, I think they still have a place uh, in my in my world. I still like them, uh, but I transitioned to focus mainly on, on uh, multifamily uh, uh, assets. Awesome. The deal. All right. So, what deal are we going to talk about today? So uh, I want to talk about a single-family house. You know, I know, I know where, I know where we we um, are focused right now more in multifamily, and we going strong on, on deals, and and we're looking. But uh, I do think that uh, in real estate, you mainly make money when you buy the property. Okay, everyone say that, and and everyone hear about it. But I want to demonstrate why. So this specific uh, property that I bought. Um, I was uh, I was um, approached by a wholesaler uh, who you know worked with me in the past, sold me a couple of properties before, and he told me, "Daron, I have a smoking hot deal. You have to see <laughs> it." So uh, I did the the, um, the first. Usually, I just go quite quickly, see look, you know, looking if I like the location, uh, and and if I do, I, I see on my desktop what's the underwriting look like. You know, without even seeing it, just to see if I want to waste my time, not waste, but if I want to spare my time uh, and, and go in and check, because I can't see every property that is presented to me. Right. So and then do you focus on a specific type of profit, like, you know, A, B or C uh, class property? Right. Yeah. In that specific area and in, in my single family houses, I mainly focus uh, in central New Jersey because I live in the north. It's about an hour and a half away. And the reason is that the returns are, are pretty good in the north where I live. The returns are, are not that great. Uh, it's more of a home buyers area where in Central Jersey it's mixed of uh, of uh, buyers and, and renters. And I'm, I like the uh, C plus B minus uh, assets for single family houses, uh, okay. responsible mm -hmm. tenants, hardworking tenants, family people, and, and uh, yeah. So that's my uh, that's my uh, my niche. Okay. Uh, so, awesome. Uh, yeah, so I went to see the property and it was a mess, just like I like it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, uh, it was flooded. I, I won't forget that. I went down to the basement and it was winter in Jersey. Winter is pretty cold, uh, and 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 the water went out to my knees. Like Ooh. you know, it was dark. I was like, oh god, that that's pretty cold. Um, but I saw that the, the house was a really good bones. I like what I saw. I saw. I saw that I could fix it with no problems, uh, and. Uh, I, I, I went into a contract. I told him on the spot, I, I want the house. So I bought it. Uh, if you want, I can share the numbers. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, but but before you do that, you know, you mentioned that a wholesaler brought it to you. So how does 
does it work with a wholesaler? Because when we buy on a regular deal, and this is for people that are starting, you know, you normally look at look on the MLS and then you find they are listing it for a certain price, but then you can negotiate, you can send an offer and they say yes, no, or they counter. So tell, tell me a little bit about how do you work with a wholesaler? That's, that's a great question. So uh, a wholesaler is a person that uh, uh, finds deals off market usually. He's, yeah, he's spending a lot of money and time on, on off-market campaigns and he presented to investors. Um, like anything else in life, you have to have a reputation and it's taking time and you have to then need to know that you're closing on deals. And once you have a reputation of someone who closes on deal, you are the first one to get their listings. And some people are getting upset on wholesalers um, saying, oh, you know, he bought it for X amount of money and he's going to make $15,000 profit on, on, on me. And I don't see that that way. I see, I, I want to see how much the property costs me. I don't care if the wholesaler making tons of money. Good for him. He's working out for that. And wholesalers are very important in, in used to be at least in my single family world. They're the guys who work out and, and, and looking for properties, usually off market. And, uh, and uh, so that's the way. And then instead of buying them, they actually at the closing day, they're just assigning the contract to you. So they Absolutely. don't even, they don't buy the property themselves. And you, and you bring a, a really good point. You know, it doesn't really matter, that matter how much money they are making as long as the property still um, makes you money and your numbers work right? Correct. Because if, if you can still make money and your numbers work, it doesn't really matter how much money he's making. Uh, you so, know, he, he's spending time and resources on finding the deal for you and you are saving that. You are not yes. spending the time on, or the money. All right. Yes. So, and, you know, when you're dealing with wholesalers and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you have to pay cash. Correct. Uh, yes and no. I, I used to buy quite a few in cash, and then I used also uh, bridge lenders. Define once they trust you, and they know that you're closing the properties. They don't really care what you where how you close. Uh, but at the beginning, they'll ask for cash just to not waste their time and not put them in a bad position. But you, you're right. If you're just starting and you don't know the wholesaler and you don't have a reputation, it's most likely cash. Yeah. Cash. All right. Okay. So. So let's talk about the numbers. How much did you buy it for? So this specific property I bought for sixty-seven thousand. Um, Was I that the straight price from the wholesaler, or did you negotiate it down? No, I don't like to negotiate with them. Um, if there's if there's a, a, a wholesaler that I don't know and I think is new, I will tell him this is what I think it's worth. But if it's an experienced wholesaler and uh, I have a relationship with him and I trust him. I just run my numbers and I tell him yes or no. Uh, I just like the fact that I'm at the top of the list and they're sending me the deals first. And if I say no, it's not so, it's not for me. Thank you. They they trickling down to other investors. But if I start to negotiate the numbers on them, um, I don't like to do that in that case. But everyone okay. is different. Some people do negotiate. Okay, good. So well, I, I guess like if if you get a deal that you know, you look at it and you say, it's not this price, but you know, I can do that depending on your numbers, then, then you could negotiate it. Yeah, it's, it's happened. I told him it's not for me and they asked me why. And if I tell him this number just don't work and they send me, okay, what, which number works for you? It happened to me, but mm -hmm. uh, I let them take the drive and I let them know that I'm not arm wrestling them because I want to be their favorite investor. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great way to, to be on top of the list. Yeah. 
Absolutely. All right. So what happened next? So he gave you the the price of sixty-seven thousand, yep. and so. I am assuming that you had to, you know, once you went to visit the, the the property, you had to assess how much repairs you needed to do to this property. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, I, 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 after I, I signed the uh, the agreement, um, I went to the property and thoroughly saw what my scope of work. Um, if if you are, you know, in the in the in the industry, like an architect or a contractor or an engineer, it's easier for you. Uh, if you don't and you're just starting. I think it's a good idea to take a, maybe a contractor. Uh, just be careful not to promising the work. You need to get some bids. Uh, but I, I found out that the housing is, is, has great bones. Um, you just need really, uh, and, the, and, the and the flooding of the basement that scares me was only a hot, a hot water heater that, that, that just came to an end of the life. So it's, you know, the crack and all the water came out. Uh, so I put about, uh, $25,000 uh, to repair it. Uh, it turned out to be a beautiful property. Um, I rented that in no time. There was a waiting list. People were actually uh, kind of really begging me. Uh, got good rent for that. And uh, then I went to my, uh, my uh, uh, the bank that I'm working with, uh, which highly recommend developing relationship with bankers as well. They're, they're also your best friend and a part of your team. And uh, they... Um, they refi this property, they value that, the property at 190,000. And I, he offered me 80% loan to value, but I didn't want to over leverage myself. So I, I am at 70% loan to value. And uh, wow. so you can do the math and I not just kept the house, not just cash flowed, but I made a nice profit. So I, it's, it's the burst strategy on steroids, because, uh, you know, people ask me, what's your return? I tell them it's infinity. It's, it's, it's endless and it's more than that because I really flipped it to myself. I, I, I made money from all, all sides. So that was, that was a great deal. I didn't expect all this to be like that, but that's probably the best deal I did in the single family uh, world. So when you looked at the property and he told you 67,000, you know, you look at the comparables yeah. around the area. So what were the comparables selling for? Yeah, pretty much what the bank came with, 190. 190. So you knew like right there and then that this was an yeah. amazing deal. I knew, I knew the right there. That's why I told him on the spot, I'll take it. I didn't wait. So I'll think about it. Like I just told him, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the contract. Absolutely. All right. So um, you wanted to, to, to show people, um, you know, how, you know, you got to uh, make money when you buy and, and you can totally see this, you know, with this deal, you know, so walk us through through that and also you know for people that don't understand what do you mean by it was an infinity of like of return okay that's 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 a great great point to to touch on so uh, when as investors we're looking at few parameters how to how the deal is good or how the deal is bad the most common one is the return on investment return on investment is pretty much how much money you take out of your pocket and how much money the asset produced in, in, in cash flow. So if you put, for example, um, $1,000 into a deal, okay, I'm just making it simple, okay, we're living in different world, you're putting $1,000 into a deal, okay, and, and, and the deal produces um, about, let's say, um, $100 annually, that would be 10% return. Now, if, if you didn't put anything into the deal 
and the property still uh, producing a hundred dollars, uh, it's it's endless because you didn't put anything out of your pocket, and that's a home run. If you can get to that, uh, you did something right. Even if you you know everyone has his threshold, everyone has his, his return on investment percentage that he'll be very happy with. Some areas like New York, San Francisco, that it's it's low, it's three percent because it's more secure it used to be, uh, so it's all relative to risk as well. But that's infinity. Infinity is like you didn't put anything in, and you're still getting money back. Right. And, and when you apply it to your deal, for example, you put money in, but then when you refinance, you were able to take all that money out and more. Yes. So you did not leave anything on your deal. You basically took right. all the investment out of the deal and the deal is still producing you money. And that's right. where you get that uh, infinity or, you know, never ending return right. on your investment. That right. is very nice. But people need to understand you still need to have money uh to 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 initial investment you're getting it back but you still need to have the capital to deploy into this deal absolutely absolutely i think um a lot of times um you know people want to invest without any money and and you know in this type of deal you need to have some money i mean you can do wholesaling maybe without a lot of money because you are not buying it you're just assigning the contract Uh, but a flip or a bird strategy like this one you do need to have some capital yes correct that's correct all right so so what is the strategy for this property what is your uh, your plan for the future oh i'm i'm, I'm keeping it it's still producing a, a great great income every month uh, and the, the rents are just going you know getting going up and uh, right now it's it's even that you know if i'm to sell it now i can i can make much more money than what's the it was appreciated beginning so i'm just going to keep it uh, excellent i'm keeping it so you know how did you you know you said that you have a portfolio of 15 properties so is this the the strategy that you use to buy one after the other the other one like you would invest in one how did you achieve that yes yeah, so i i I, uh, I bought at the beginning one and then another one and i remember the first property that i bought i was like so scared and and then i was so happy when i started to see the money and and then it became easier and easier uh, uh so uh, i i got to 15 but i did sell some and i did, did buy more uh, I, I'm trying to every year, every end of year, to look at the numbers and, and see which property performs better, which property performs worse. Um, and I, I try not to fall in love with, with the, the house itself. I try to fall in love with the numbers. And I kind of refresh my inventory once in a while. If a property, I can see that I can sell it for, for a nice profit because it's, it was, it's appreciated, but it's not producing so well in, in cash flow. So I, I'll sell it and I'll deploy the... the uh, the proceed into a better deal or so so i'm still doing that excellent that is good because you have to as an investor you have to look you know at, at your uh, portfolio constantly and see what's the best way how can your uh, portfolio give you more returns and Correct. sometimes it's going to be sell the property uh, you know to me you know i always think about like which of my pro- properties would i sell and you know right now i, I am good i don't really want to sell any of those because I was looking at the market. I'm like, you know, if I sell mine here in South Florida, I cannot buy anything better. Right. So why right. sell? And, I, and I'll give you another example. I had one property that, that actually produced a good amount of money, but it, for some reason, I, I just had bad tenant there. It was okay area. It just had a bad, bad you know, kind of, a, a, you know, 
just bad tenants uh, came to that they, they, at the beginning when I screened them and I, I do screen them very well. Uh, they, they promised me the world and the credit was good and everything, but all the time. So I just say, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this something. <laughs> Let someone else deal with that. I'm, 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 I'm done. So that's another, uh, just once in a while it happens, once of those uh, assets that you just don't want for whatever reason. Awesome. Productivity hack. All right. So now we're going to talk about uh, what's your productivity hack? What is that one thing that you have implemented in your business that has led you to, to be a lot more productive in it? So uh, um, because we're all very busy and, uh, and uh, we all, you know, some of us has, has jobs and we investing. Some of us are full-time investors and, and we don't have a lot of time. We need to be productive. So um, my partners and I hired a virtual assistant to help us uh, underwrite properties, to help us do, help us with the administration, to help us with the social media, uh, and to just give us a hand in whatever we cannot handle and we don't like handling. And uh, uh, that, that, that was a good decision. Uh, she's helping us a lot. And uh, just being more productive, we, we, you know, doing initial underwriting, we're giving her all the, uh, all the financials and she'll put the underwriting into uh, um, a starter underwriter. And then one of my partners will, will kind of look in that into more details and, and but she'll do the initial work and social media also, she'll help us a lot and so on and so forth. So that's, that's, that was a productive decision. Excellent. I love that. And I am in the process of doing the same. You know, it's so easy to try to do it all yourself. Uh, but once you get the help, you realize, oh, you know, I, I have that big weight of my chest. So now I can focus on more important tasks. Yes. I love it. I love it. Expert tips. All right. So now we are in the part of the show that you are going to share with me three expert tips. So what do you want to talk about today? Um, I want to talk about, and, and you preaching about it all the time, networking. You know, networking brought me to the next level. Um, I cannot uh, even uh, explain how important that to network with, with like-minded people, with people who share the same goal. You, we, or, we hear it all the time, uh, but it is important. Uh, I met my partners through networking. Together we grew, we bought multifamily properties. Uh, I met you, Annette, through you know, my partners networking that I network with. So it's, it's almost like a snowball that you network with people who network with other people and then you find them. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of cliches uh, and sentences like, you, you know, your, your, your network is your net worth and so on and so forth, but it's true. Uh, network, network with good people, network with people that you share the same values and you see, and we can, you know, multifamily, it's a, it's a, it's a teamwork. It's a heavy lifting uh, uh, assignment and you need uh, good people to, to share the, uh, this task with you. And it's fun. It's fun coming from a, a single family house world where you're doing everything alone to a multifamily where you have partners and you, it's more, much more dynamic. It's, it's, it's more fun, I think. So network. Absolutely. I, I second that. I'm always talking about networking. It's so important and it has helped me so much to grow. Uh, but you have to really align with people that you have the same uh, mindset and uh, that you like because you're going to be working with them for, for a long time if you decide to partner. It's a mini marriage. You need to know who you're getting, uh, in, you know, 
uh, into this relationship with. But uh, if it's uh, if it's if you guys sharing the same values, it's uh, it's priceless. It's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So and, what's and, the, uh, what's the second one? The second one I think will be do do you due diligence? Uh, doesn't matter which property you buy, uh, multifamily definitely, single family for sure. Uh, do your due diligence. I can just give you an example of physical due diligence. Obviously, in multifamily, in, in, you're doing financial and, and physical due diligence. I'll talk now about the, the physical, uh, and I'll just give you an experience uh, that, you know, when we, we went to buy a property, we knew that it's a little older. Uh, we checked the pipes. We knew that, uh, you know, they, they will have a lifespan, the, uh, the uh, plumbing pipes, the sewage, and 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 we just put money aside and we knew that there's going to be time we need today to fix it. And, and this time actually came, we, we, we had to replace uh, sewer pipes that, that uh, cracked in, the, in the one of the um, corridors in the lower level. And, uh, but we weren't freaking out. We knew, okay, we actually expected that. So uh, do that. Uh, another example of due diligence that you should do. And uh, I wish someone would tell me that because I was uh, in a way too arrogant not to do that. Um, because I bought a lot of single-family houses, I, at some point I didn't ask for survey anymore. I said, oh, you know, I, I, I see the, the fence, I know where the property line is. Um, and then when it, uh, when, and then I realized that the fence has nothing to do with the property line and the house had maybe two feet of a yard. And uh, I, I decided to sell the house, so I had to buy the lot next to it. Uh, so this house will have a yard as well, but check your survey. Uh, do your due diligence, uh, and um, the, the, just uh, this is things that I cannot uh, emphasize enough. Just do your due diligence. Absolutely, this is so important. I I have the same problem. I was sharing with you where uh, the neighbor there was a chain link fence on my side, but my lot went farther. So he just built a wood fence, a shed. He put an RV and all kinds of things without a permit. And oh like six feet of it is my property. So I, I'm going to have to deal with it um, soon. <laughs> I had to deal with that as well. And uh, and uh, the neighbor, uh, his fence, when I bought the other lot, his fence uh, was in the lot that I bought and I told him to move it. And uh, I had to, let's put it that way, that I had to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I am assuming it's not going to be a fun a time when, when I tell them that they have to move their brand new fence and all of that. And, you know, I, I want to be nice about it because I don't really ha want to have to call the city on them because they have no permits. So, yeah. you know, uh, we, we'll probably have to negotiate either rent or they have to move it, you know. So we'll see yeah, how that luck. goes. <laughs> Hopefully they're a little bit nicer than uh, the people I had to deal with. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. All right, my friend. I'm super excited to have you here on, on the on, on the show and tell people where can they find you if they want to contact you uh, online? Well, I'm, I'm on social media. I'm on uh, Facebook uh, and other uh, social media, Instagram. And uh, also people can, can email me at drice at ricegroup.us. Always glad to talk to people, uh, connect with people. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's the best ways to connect with me. Absolutely. And I can attest, you know, it's been such an amazing experience to work with you guys on, on this deal. You know, everybody's ready to pitch in and to just get the work done when it needs to be done. And so it's, it's I am looking forward for the next one. So me too. Me too. I'm, we all, we all very lucky and it's, uh, 
you know, it's uh, just show how the, the power of networking and, and finding good people. So I, I thank you, Annette. All right, my friend. Nice talking to you. You too, you too. And if you guys are enjoying this show, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. Bye, everybody. This was Real Estate Deal Closers with Annette Talee, brought to you by Talee Investments. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Our goal is to provide amazing value on your real estate journey. Connect online at www.taleeinvestments.com, where you can find this episode and more. Did you like this episode? Subscribe, like, and share.